Hello, my name is Steve, and I play Jack on Zodiac Task Force, and you're listening to Raving Lunatic Media. You're the best Draxel has to offer. Let's make sure history never forgets the name. Sci-fi Malady. Got out. Hanuman! Hanuman! He is so invincible, he is supreme and powerful, he is Hanuman! Uh, Rage, what are you doing? Oh, hey Ethan. Oh, well, I'm, uh, I'm just working up a theme song for today's movie we're reviewing. Hanuman versus the Seven Ultramen, or the Six Ultra Brothers versus Monster Army. Okay, so, I mean, which movie is it? Which one are we watching? Uh, actually, it's the same movie. It's just a different title based on the country. But uh, anyway, why'd you stop me? Um, copyright infringement? What? That song. It, it was a direct copy. Of what? Uh, the Gamera theme? Just listen. Uh, Ruck, if you would, please. Um, yeah, you know what? That's okay. That's okay. I got another idea. Hang on. <clears throat> go, go, Ultra Rangers! Go, go, Ultra Rangers! Go, go, Ultra Rangers! You mighty morphin' Ultra Rangers! Woo, that was a good one. How about that? What do you think? Again, Really, that was the very definition of copyright infringement. What? How? Uh, Power Rangers? You, you literally just said Mighty Morphin. Oh, I did? Uh, that came out by accident. Um, huh. Uh, <clears throat> that's, that's okay. I got more. I got more. All right. Let, let's hear it. You Rangers! You Rangers! Teaming up with Hanuman, you rangers, you rangers. All right, wait, 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 wait. What? I, I'm, come on, that was that was so original, and it fit the '70s style. What is it copying? Ruck, if you please. <sighs> this is so hard. I just... That's what she I just said. can't... Thanks, Thomas Scott. <laughs> you know, I just... I can't help but copy and parody anymore. It's all I know how to do. I mean, I just... Oh, hold on. Uh, Rage. Let's... How about we just start the review? Okay. Sci-Fi Malady. Symptom 290. Hanuman versus the Seven Ultraman Brothers versus the Six Ultra Brothers against the Monster Army Super Missile Sun Rain Machines. And other things. Welcome back, sickies, to Monster May, the 70s. And for this one, we are going to review a movie that, um, wow, 
It's, you have never heard of. <laughs> no, no. I ran into it by pure accident, and I'm glad I did. The version we're watching is actually called the uh, Hanuman. Oh, I'm always glad. You are like glad? This. You know me. <laughs> but the movie we're watching is called, it's from 1974. Yeah. It's called Hanuman versus the Seven Ultraman. Ultraman. Which is actually, that's the Thai version of the film. The Japanese one, which came out in 1979 for some reason, despite the fact of being a Japanese movie, was called The Six Ultra Brothers versus the Monster Army. <clears throat> which is actually a way more accurate title. Because Hanuman versus the Seven Ultraman, um, no. Unless by Ultraman you mean the monsters he fights. So, I don't get the title of this movie, but here we are. Uh, let, let's, let's get this straight, because I was a little confused at the start. It says seven Ultraman. It's actually six Ultraman and Mom, right? Is that, that's how it actually breaks down, correct? Yeah, yeah, basically, okay. yeah. <laughs> Ultra so, Mom and the Ultra Men. Okay, I, I the math is a little where funky. They're making these titles. It's not. It's not seven Ultraman for one and two. They're not fighting Hanuman. They're fighting with Hanuman. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I don't get it. But here we are. So if we retcon this and going with the newest Godzilla, uh, King Kong movie that's going to be coming out later. It should be Hanuman X Seven Ultraman. Uh, sure. Yeah, because it's a team up. Yeah, there you go. There, yeah, there, sure. listener. I retconned it for you. <laughs> so Thanks? this movie takes place in Thailand, and before that, though, it goes on to tell us first of all that there are nine planets. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nine. oh, how cute! <laughs> Sorry, 1974, <laughs> but uh, 2000. What was it? 2007 showed up and said, "Nope, Pluto don't count." Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, we took away one so your anyway, planet. Sorry about that. Also, someone should have also, in addition, said, "Oh, so they were born on each day of the week." That's cute. You know, there, anyway. there's a, there's an obscure reference I'm going to allude to here. There's a, a, a machinima series called Red versus Blue. You guys are probably familiar with it. Oh yes, very there's, well. There's the one. There's the one <laughs> very comment obscure. when they talk about the the 50 states and then oh 49. Poor poor Florida. You know, <laughs> uh, I have that that same uh, flashing back uh, when it talk about Pluto. Poor poor Pluto. <laughs> poor Pluto. So, it starts off on planet... Oh, I suddenly forget the name. What is it? M63 or something? Uh, M83. Was, or was it M83? M83. Yeah. M80. Boom! <laughs> and uh, it looks basically like... Uh, how do I put it? A model candy set. I, I just don't know how to describe how they put this together. It's like it's just in a random, random assortment of parts. But anyway, yeah... And it's, it is. it's this planet full of hyper-intelligent, technologically advanced, super-happy people that is surrounded by 69 planets, where is Scott to go, 69! <laughs> but, um... And it's ruled by the Ultraman. And their mom. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they protect the galaxy. 
At the same time, uh, while some guy was king of India, Hanuman was born. Now, for those that don't know, Hanuman is a Hindu god. He's a monkey god that throughout this movie, he's going to grow from the size of a giant monster to a normal person. That tracks with Indian mythology. Hanuman can be the size of a small monkey to large enough to carry a mountain on his back, which he does, in fact. In fact, there's a point in the movie where it talks how Hanuman had to get a flower to save someone, and the flower kept tricking him until Hanuman wrapped his tail around the mountain and refused to let it go until the flower let itself be captured. Uh, That's a variation on the Hindu story of the Ramayana, where Hanuman was, after a big battle with the the demon king Ravan and our hero Rama, he's dying, and Rama's wife tells Hanuman, Oh, well, there's this flower on a mountain that could save him. Hanuman flies to the mountain, can't figure out, can't remember which flower he's supposed to get, so he just picks the mountain up, drops it off in front of Rama's wife, and says, Take the flower, I forgot which one you wanted. Um, so there is. It's sure. actually a really. The Ramayana is a really good uh, saga and epic to read, but. Um, it's, been, it's been called the Indian Odyssey, and I, I get that, but. So some of the stories, and then obviously there's bleed through to Thailand. Um, so that makes sense. But why Hamaya, uh, Hanuman, I don't know. Because is Hanuman any kind of special protector for mankind? Maybe in Thailand. But in Indian, um, in Indian culture, in Hinduism, not particularly. I mean, kind of. Anyway, so it starts off and we find out that the sun has moved closer to the earth. Wouldn't it be the other way around? Anyway. Uh, So, the sun has somehow moved closer to the earth, causing less rain and more people dying of heat stroke, I guess. So, some scientists are working on launching rockets into the sky to cause clouds to rain. Meanwhile, a bunch of kids have decided to go to a a temple and dance a rain dance so that Hanuman will make it rain. This sequence goes on for a long time. Long time. Rain dance, rain dance, rain dance. And the song is just a repetitive on drums. So, I mean, get ready for that, sickies. And so Hanuman's doing that, or so they're doing that, and then some guys show up. Oh yeah, there's also two goobers that are, I don't know their point, other than comic relief. We waste a lot of time looking at them. Let's just refer to them as Laurel and Hardy for the rest of the Uh, show. Yeah, I was going to say Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Laurel and Hardy, they show up. I guess they were, I would say they're supposed to be like the 3POR2D2, but the problem is that movie hadn't come out yet. So, yeah, Laurel and Hart. Here it is. And C-3PO and R2-D2, entrance, I- infinitely more interesting. Oh, yeah. And necessary. And necessary. <laughs> These guys, if you removed them from the movie, it'd be like, well, we ate up. We lost 10 minutes that we could easily have lost. So, anyway, these guys show up to steal some artifacts from the temple to sell, and the kids try to get in the way. And... <laughs> They, so they just kidnapped the kid because, yeah. Oh, wait, the kid jumps in the Jeep. Was that what happened? 
I suddenly forget. But no, he's chasing. He's just chasing it. <laughs> he's chasing him, and he jumps in the jeep, and he's trying to stop him. So they shoot the kid in the face. I mean, uh, the effect is terrible, but gosh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm watching that, and I'm like, holy cow! They went to a dark place uh, fairly yeah. quickly. They that exactly. So. The kid's dead, and his friends are begging for help. Please, Hanuman, save him. So Hanuman shows up, feels bad, and jumps into the kid's body. And then the kid's friend... The kid is named Ko, and the other friend was named... Forget. The... Anyway, and he nearly dies of heat stroke until Hanuman goes and gets the flower that saves him. And then Hanuman just kind of hangs around in the jungle doing dance walking. Because even when Hanuman is in human coal form, he can't just walk a straight line. He's got to do it while dancing a weird monkey dance. You know, in the pre-show sickies, Ethan made the comment that he would never pass a sobriety checkpoint. <laughs> Correct. I mean, the moment he got out of the car, I'd be like, oh yeah, this guy's Boris Yeltsin. Cough him. Scott, Scott so, also wanted us to mention yeah. at this point, he also does a, a great Ferengi impersonation as well. So yeah. there, there you, you wanna, go, Scott. You we, we brought that in. You want to explain that one for <laughs> any of the sickies that might not get it? Well, so we have the first season episode and now I forget the title of it, but uh, where the Enterprise shows up and they're being held over this planet. They beam down and the Ferengi beam down also. And the Ferengi, this is very early in the series and they hadn't figured out what the Ferengi were actually like. And so they envisioned them as kind of almost ape-like. And so when they moved, they didn't actually walk upright. They kind of hunched down and their arms moved around like wavy noodle guy in front of a, a used sales, <laughs> used sales lot, okay. used sales uh, car lot. Um, yeah. And, and that's, that was your Ferengi and the very first time they showed up. Uh, so, if, you know, if you're watching first season, uh, watch for that one. Um, but yeah, they, they figured it out later, but, uh, they definitely remind you of Hanuman now. Yeah. You can't when, unsee when that. Hanu when Hanuman flies, it, it's he definitely freezes weird. in position. Like you were looking at him on some kind of fresco or something. So that, and he just flies sideways. <laughs> so anyway, uh, moving on, they, at the same time, the doctor wants to launch the rocket to cause rain. He launches a test rocket, and what do you know? It causes rain. Cool. Uh, I would. Uh, that's another. How well, we're going to get to that? I suppose it's silver iodine, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So they decide. The doctor says, "Well, we got to launch more rockets. Then there's clouds in the sky." But somehow they figure out through I don't know the bike handlebar computer that uh, launching all the... that there's a technical problem that'll cause a giant explosion. So the doctor says, I don't care, we need rain, so he does it, and it blows a giant hole in the earth, unleashing monsters. And that's when we realized the doctor's name was Elon Musk. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it had to be done. It had to be done. <laughs> it's very relevant. So... And if you're wondering, where did this army of monsters come from? Oh, hey, sh I need you to shut up. <laughs> I'm going to need you to shut up now and get off my back about that. <laughs> so, um, so Hanuman, so M Melissa, with the doctor's assistant, and the 
kid that's friends with Hanuman decide we have Anon, to get Hanuman. Yeah. Anon decides we have to go get Hanuman. So they run in the jungle, find Cole walking around like a monkey, and they convince him to get into Hanuman form and go save the day. Problem is, he's outnumbered. Luckily, the Ultramen show up to save the day. How do they know to show up? Um, yes. They just <laughs> because do. plot. Yeah, they do. So, and then it begins... Okay, when I watched the fight, I put myself in the mind of a kid from Thailand in 1974. You can do that? I tried. And I came to the conclusion, this was the battle between all the Ultramen and Hanuman and the monsters was like the Avengers for us. <laughs> because you saw rocket ships exploding, monsters fighting. If the monster got hit by a rock, there was an explosion. I mean, every hit these guys took had an explosion. There was backflips and... It was, for a kid in Thailand in 1974, this must have been the most balls-to-the-walls crazy thing he had ever seen. Dude, the, the monsters got beheaded. Yes! I mean, one of, them, one of them got his arms ripped off and reduced to a skeleton. And then the other one, yeah, the, when Hanuman did the one attack, it cut him in twain and it blew him up! Yeah. It's like, wow, for a kid in this era, in that place, that one must have been the most mind-boggling, like, just mindgasm of the world. Uh, frankly, it added a whole new uh, scale to my scale. You know, there, there's 10, there's 11, and then there's Hanuman versus Seven Ultraman. And that's, that is now the definition <laughs> of over the top. It is so over the top. I mean, at that point, you don't even care what the humans are doing. You're like, oh, yeah, they're there, right. And the two, you know, Laurel and Hardy fall out of a tree, but who cares? They're... <laughs> at that point, all you can do is watch the Ultraman and Hanuman rip the crap out of these. I mean, they beat the living stuffing out of these monsters or reduce them to skeletons. <laughs> and it ends with them winning the day. Hanuman giving all the Ultramen a hug, and the Ultramen flying home. So, and then later in 1979, the Japanese came out with the Japanese version. So, wow. I mean, the movie starts off really boring and slow. Oh yeah, Hanuman, I should mention, the reason Hanuman shows up to get vengeance for the kid. For Ko, who's killed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He shows up. The only reason. He shows up and chases these four guys down and kills them. In very graphic just, manner. Yes. And then he just goes away. Yeah. And, oh, no. Then he meets his friend, Anon, and is like, well, I'm Hanuman now. I know I just saved your life, but um, gotta go. And then goes off in the jungle. And that's when they have to go get him to fight the monster army. It... The plot really looks like someone just wanted to make that. It, it looks like they started off one way and then just ended off an entirely different way. There is no consistency to this story. It, it's almost like they recorded a bunch of stuff and then went, uh, we have all this 
video files, how do we mesh it together into some kind of story? Yeah. Here, here, random editor, make a story from this. Yeah. We just made a bunch <laughs> Good luck. We just made a bunch of random shots and we're not really sure what to do with it. So uh yeah. I don't know. But, paste it together somehow. But I will I will say it is interesting how it does in with Hanuman basically taking on the mantle of protector of Earth at that point. Yeah. I have not look, have you guys looked to see if there are any more movies like part of this dare I say franchise is, well, is there anything else out there leads us into the the trivia which is very short ah. the the fun facts the presence of this film basically may cemented the ultra series popularity in Thailand and other countries like Malaysia. Hmm. So Ultraman, there How were many are in the series. There's a series of Ultraman movies. I mean, there's new ones. If you go on Netflix, there's a new Ultraman series. Yeah, I I, I and so. and I knew of the Ultraman. I'd never actually watched any of their movies, but I was curious about the Hanuman does he show because he's got a great little uh the little placard that shows up when he shows up, you know, with him, you know, punching at the camera. Yeah. Kind of cool. I can see that on a comic book cover. <laughs> I want to say that, yes, he does. I, I haven't seen, but this, like, the Ultra, Ultra series really wasn't as big in outside of Japan until this movie. Mm. And then, for whatever reason, other countries that had the Ultraman mythos, or I'm sorry, the Hanuman mythos, really, uh, it, it's what caught it on, which I don't know if that's deliberate marketing attempt on the part of the producers or whatnot, but it worked. So, the other the other trivia fact, and this is literally the old fun facts. This is all I could find about this movie. Was <laughs> the Japanese theatrical version, for whatever reason, released five years later? It's shorter. It has a tighter script, probably because they cut out a lot of the dancing. I suppose. Um, oh, but the, no rain dance. I I did read they they short. cut out the uh, the third uh, the final uh, villain thief. Uh, they cut out the the, uh, the fist stopping. crushing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got rid of the they Too cut graphic. some of the bloodshed, like the yeah the Hanuman crushing the lead robber. Um, they also the credit sequence. Um, they got rid of that the eight planets circling the sun in favor of a montage of shots from the battle scenes. Cause I guess they wanted to lead with the good stuff. Mark don't, don't don't correct. Don't correct. It was nine planets. When the movie was made, it was nine planets. Okay, nine planets. <laughs> oh, so um so Just yeah. Because science has changed since then. So but I would say that uh, they, they excised it. They made some more action at the beginning. They changed some of the sound design to fit the Toho aesthetic and released it in Japan. But as far as the Ultra series, this is considered one of the finer ones, at least in the early days. Wow. So, yeah. Um, Good to know. You, you know what? I, because I can look back and see this as like being the Avengers of that time, I can appreciate it. I will admit, it's not until the Ultramen show up. Or no, I, I will say that it's not until Hanuman starts fighting the monsters that it gets any degree of entertaining for me. Up until then, it's very kind, just dull. Except for the shocking moments of having Hanuman crush someone to death or a kid shot in the face. 
that that those were moments of wow for 1974. That is crazy. It does. It, it is interesting how this movie, like you're saying, the the early parts of it very much feel like it's being told in the 16th century. You know, the, yeah. the concepts of the sun, go, Hanuman going and talking to the sun and mm-hmm. the sun moving closer to the earth. And that's what's causing the problems. And, the, you know, the kids doing the rain dance in amongst the ruins of the temple and everything. It does feel like it's way in the past. And then we yeah. come forward to the Ultramen. And when the Ultramen show up, it's very much a modern kaiju movie with the doctor and the rocket launches kind, kind of being the bridge between two halves of the movie really it, it's mm-hmm. it's an interesting dynamic how this movie is f- fit together yeah and um i do like well i guess we've gotten into unless anyone else got to say i i think we're into rips and picks yeah i'll start off here Oh, okay. Go first, for first trip I've got is all those kids out in the heat doing rain dances all day long. It's obviously extremely hot. They've been alluding to that fact. There's not a single water water bottle amongst the bunch, <laughs> or a, or, <laughs> a <parent. laughs> or a parent, or a parent. Yeah, and it's you know it's hot out there beating those drums all day. That's thirsty work, and, and you know the fact that these kids don't have water is um, it's shameful. It's shameful. Bad parents. <laughs> there are no parents. Uh, I, I, I just assumed so. they were all orphans or homeless. Or their <laughs> parents are working at the science lab. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this does feel very much like the Thai version of Lord of the Flies, doesn't it? <laughs> Except they're not trying to kill each other. That's for the monsters to do. No, they're waiting. They're <laughs> waiting yeah, the, the monsters or the heat. They're waiting for one of those two to take them. Yeah. Or the robbers, I, which actually... Well, Makes sense. One of the things I think is funny about um, the monsters, there's a scene where Hanuman pulls out his sigh, which is, that's what it is, Raphael. And they stab one of the monsters and say, let's let the air out of this balloon. Is Are you being literal? Because that's what it looks like. It looks like you are literally doing just that. Yeah. And then it goes from being a joke, like, ha, 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 they recognize how bad the costume is, to, let's rip his arms off! <laughs> what? <laughs> and they say it yeah. so gleefully, like, like the Christmas critters, you know, let's rip, hey, y'all, let's rip his arms off! It's like if hey, the Teletubbies were feral. Yeah, <laughs> that's not enough. Let's rip the rest of them off. Just peel his skin yeah. off. There you go. That's the spirit. <laughs> Did they just skin him alive yeah yeah they kind of did god and then when he yep. started playing baseball with the rock oh yeah the the boulder was thrown on him so he uses his his saber to knock it back of course it hits the monster and causes an explosion then followed <laughs> everything by caused an, explosions yeah followed by an attack that slices it in half i'm, I'm calling those picks it's funny with the deflating balloon it's funny when he's ripping them apart it's just that whole fight sequence they knew what they were getting into they knew that everyone's here to see the fights the kaiju fights so go all in yeah plus i kind of honestly wish i were in the suit i wanted to be in much like with that movie war the uh gargantuans last year i want to be one of the guys in the suit (laughs) 
Yeah, or I mean the, the whole just, the whole you can't call it choreography. It did very much feel like a schoolyard fight. Yeah. Except yeah. Except the children so had works. scythes. <laughs> and people yeah. actually did lose mem- uh you know uh, limbs parts, yeah. yeah limbs and heads so yeah i i also yeah, at a certain point you go y- your schoolyard fight just got a little too much guys <laughs> i also think it's funny how the kid and uh, aman and melissa are able to see the whole fight all over like e- wherever they're standing they see everything yeah everything yeah, and, and, and did you notice the change in perspective? The monster is way far away, and then suddenly he's right on top of them. Yeah, <laughs> there was exactly. a lot of weird, weird edits uh, in there. Uh, I thought that was quite hilarious. Just so we could have them screaming, "Fight, Hanuman! Fight!" <laughs> You're expecting an Ultraman to be like, "Yeah, don't worry about me. We got it. We got it. Yeah, yeah. Give all your praise to Hanuman. He's he needs it more." But hey, you know, we are asking where are the parents. Hey, at least at least Anon has an older sister. So was that who that was sister? Yeah, it was. He kept okay. calling, calling her sister. Okay. I, I didn't know if that's like literal sister or like a cultural uh, yeah. female. I, 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 that's not my mom or aunt. I call sister. I, I see what you're saying there. And, and I could see if that, if that was the case, I won't, I won't argue against it, but I did definitely get the sense like they were, they were sibling and in yeah, a couple okay. of their interactions. So, you know, okay. at least there's that looking out for them. All right. Yay. She does. T- she does tell him at one point he's yeah. up in a tree, and she does say, "Climb down so you don't get hurt." I'm like, "Did you not see the first hour of the movie?" Because he was almost dead at one point. <laughs> well, I plus he's not very clever. Not get- to- falling from a tree is his least of his concerns right now. Yeah. I have to climb the tree to avoid the monsters. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and guess you did not get A's in school. <laughs> This explains why they were not in class. Yeah. (laughs) So I also like how awful the settings look with the missile launchers and the tanks. Mm -hmm. It looks so bad it's good. Uh, Agreed. That that missile field was terrible. Which, let's go back. This is your rip, Thomas. You wanted to complain about this. What's the deal? Well, for one, I mean... Uh, let's stick all our missiles together right next to each other you launch one of them there's a reason why any launch platform is a far distance away from any others that's a lot of force you're deploying and you could catch all those other missiles on fire great idea though there is that fuel tankers near them yeah why not yeah why not also I understand we're not going in depth and we're not really caring about the science here. Well, I mean, obviously, we went and talked to the sun, so... Oh, yeah, that no, we, that, that way, bye-bye. <laughs> but, okay, so what are we doing? We're launching missiles. Do you want to expound on that at all? Nope. Well, Okay, in, rain in missiles. Makes total sense. In Son of Godzilla, they just shot like they used a fan to shoot silver iodine in the air to cause rain which is like all right that makes sense but missiles well for one what's wrong with an airplane yeah and also silver iodine works if you're seeding clouds you need clouds first well they have clouds with water well that's why they're launching 
that's where they were launching. But yeah. the point is, it goes to, you know, you could just use an airplane, right? You don't well, have to use yes. Rockets. Also, your payload is going to be incredibly small on that missile. Yeah, most of it's going just for the rocket. No, no, that's why they had like 50 of them. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and only launched one? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was okay. the that was the that was the testing missile, which is fine. I get that. But then I mean You don't launch the others? Well, and the other it's because there was a technical problem. But what's funny is how you have the the Elon Musk guy, "No, launch them now." Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. This costs a lot of money. Maybe you should really... No, nope, you're pushing launch. Okay, here we go. Yeah. And well, not just that, you. but if the sun moves closer to the Earth, who cares about making it rain at that point? The sun's moved. You're a little more screwed on that side than rain. That uh, is funny. Ooh, rain, whoopee, it's going to evaporate instantly because the sun is closer. <laughs> you're better off asking Hanuman, Hey, uh, sun, do you think you could pull up the reins on your chariot and run around the sky, but on that lane? <laughs> yeah, it's just like... I get the idea, but the problem being, if you know anything about science, you know there's a Goldilocks zone. And it's very, very narrow. Not in this movie! Yes, because in this movie, the sun got... Pretty damn close. Well, the question is, the sun moved? <laughs> That's, that Wouldn't is a great point, because if we want to get really nerdy about this, what is it they call it when, when rain falls but it doesn't hit the ground? Virga? Is that I think that's what it's called. I, I guess. So, so it, yeah, you're right, Thomas. Essentially, the doctor is launching the missiles so he can create Virga. Nobody's yes. getting helped by this. No. no. <laughs> or, the sun's closer. Put, Who cares about rain? But yeah. they make it. They make it sound like, hey, it's raining, and the temperature just dropped two degrees. Well, hallelujah! Hallelujah! <laughs> we went from plasma to slightly colder plasma. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I guess we're all okay now. I, this does, we are in the ballpark now of one of my picks, actually. What's that? So, so in thinking about the the launch, with all of those missiles going up, there's got to be some sort of automated system, you would imagine. So, I love the fact that the doctor is counting down. First of all, not from ten, but the full minute. <laughs> and, then, and then and then they get the call to stop and he claims it's too late to change this it's too late to stop but at the end of the countdown what does he do he has to manually push a button to cause the watches <laughs> i that whole sequence to me i was i loved it i loved it for its campiness and how ridiculous it was it was great for it made me smile for all the explanations you could have give, like, we've already pumped all this fuel in into it, and we have all this coolant, and we can't just turn that off. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. it's just, I can't, I can't delay pushing a button. That's crazy. <laughs> I've been counting for 59 seconds. Exactly. Exactly. What, you want me to do that again? There's, so, yeah, there's only one way this ends. Uh. <laughs> I took all that time to count from a full minute. I'm not n launching. <laughs> it's done. There's no two ways. Are, there's no two ways about this. Well, there, it, what's that? There's fuel left in the tanker. Don't matter. <laughs> and, and that was another thing. Um, so the, all the monsters show up 
And what's the first thing they do? They go after the tanks, right, that are on site there. Wouldn't those tanks yeah. be empty because all the rocket fuel got pumped into the rockets? Or think. do they just have an abundance on hand, I guess? That must I be guess it. they do. I mean, <laughs> don't you know, this is ask why I, questions. <laughs> you know, in the last episode, in the last symptom, we talked about Cleveland and the Burning River. So Cleveland has another uh, disaster hallmark. Most urban centers in the United States, in fact all, don't have their gas tankers in urban residential areas. They're far away. The reason for this is there was one in Cleveland in 1944, I believe, that blew up. And it basically poisoned the water supply and killed most people. Huge explosion, which caused everyone... Which caused new standards to come in and say, all right, no more putting major gas tanks in the middle of residential areas. Wow, Mark. So, I, I, I have learned something new, and I am extremely disappointed that I didn't know this already to bring it up. Well, it's there, <laughs> and that's... I. But again, again, this is Thailand, so they didn't have the same system of, do we really want to keep the tankers next to a bunch of rockets that are essentially explosive devices? Well, they don't have the same <laughs> hey, let's just put safety the standards next, we do. No, you're I right. Guess not. Let's just put giant tanks of fuel next to ordnance. Yeah. What could go wrong? Yeah. It's An- fine. Another pick I had, and, and I just want to point this out because we were talking about, you know, the up and down of the production level. I will say, I absolutely love the F4 Phantom models. Um, we've kind of <laughs> yeah, gotten scenes like this of, of hordes of jet fighters firing missiles at monsters in the Godzilla movies, right? And right. to varying degrees, it's, you know, come across as decent or not so good. These F-4 Phantom models, because I, and I'm, I'm going to go off on this. I grew up in around Fort Smith, Arkansas, and the air base there in the 1980s, they, it was all F-4 Phantoms. And I love those jets love watching them fly over and seeing these models kind of made me uh, remember that time because yeah it's just a great looking jet and those models looked awesome um even though they were you know a little shaky on their strings but uh still i appreciated the effort that they put into those because they looked pretty decent i thought uh, yeah, it's a iconic american fighter bomber yeah yeah definitely unfortunately it does have the Vietnam stigma attached to it. You know, they weren't dropping napalm, so we can let it slide. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't dropping Agent Orange. We're fine. <laughs> that we know but, of. <laughs> but that was, yeah, that they did do a pretty good job. That's true. Well, and this is the weird thing about this. It's so hit and miss. Yeah. Agree. You turn for around from oh that looked decent to what on earth? <laughs> well, I, I, I get, I kind of get where this story was going. It's like okay, first we got to bring, we got to establish Hanuman and Ultraman. We did. Then we got to explain some kind of problem that would initiate Hanuman arriving. Okay, they did with the kid, I guess. But then they have to have the big global problem that brings the monsters in. But it was just, it's just so incongruous and weird and unexplained and... Yeah, I, I'm i am right there with you. And I think, 
part of it for me in in my kind of thinking about this movie after I finished watching it is we have kind of gotten used to in our Western culture a certain cadence and tempo and in in the narratives of the stories that we watch or that we read. And here it's like I felt very much like I was watching a a different and I was I was watching a culturally different movie. And it felt like some of, you know, like like the, the humor being injected in places that didn't really feel like it belonged. But I'm sure if I was, you know, a Thai, is sitting there in a Taiwanese theater or, or a Thailand theater, not Taiwanese. If I'm sitting in a Thailand theater, I'm probably right there along with it, you know, because culturally it would have made sense. It's just it was interesting yep. seeing a culturally diverse movie. Um even though I wasn't along for the ride, I'm sure probably the you know folks watching it in '74 probably were. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why I said if you kind of put your posi- put your mind in their place, this was like the Avengers is to us. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm looking at this. This is possible. It Whereas also it wouldn't have been before. It also did feel like they were really trying to appeal to a much younger audience, which, again, we're coming back to this, you know, Godzilla for the kiddies. <laughs> and here we yeah. see this movie is very much kind of for the kiddies. But when you look at some of the content, you're also like, I wouldn't let my five year old watch this. You know? <laughs> did that kid just get shot in the face. Yeah. He got yeah. Sh- I and mean, I mean, it's tomato paste, but still, I mean, yeah. yeah. It might not be real, but still kind of, uh, okay? Yeah. And the other kid dying of heat stroke until Hanuman saves him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, okay. Well, that's when you tell your kid, drink more water. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> what that is, a learning moment. When you feel like that, drink water. <laughs> Although, I mean, I don't know. It, one other thing I was going to ask you guys, too. Uh, the singing that uh, the singing narrative what well, we'll we'll classify it as that about hanuman did anybody else oh, hear the voice it. of jethro tull <laughs> i mean <laughs> no no but now i'm gonna go back and listen <laughs> i was I hearing did, jethro tull i oh, yeah. thought the lyrics were amazing mm. like he has supreme power it's like supreme <laughs> yeah. power there it is yeah no, now I'm going to have to go listen to it. Is there any particular song that you connected it with? No, it was just about the second or third time they, they did a montage, you know, where, where they were singing about what Hanuman was doing and who he was. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, wow, this very much sounds like a, a Jethro Tull song. But okay, so that's more just me. Broad, so more broadsword and less aqua lung. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So it's not dinner, right? Right. Sitting at a missile site, <laughs> blowing holes in the ground with a lot of might. Oh, we missed. Monsters we totally missed. out the ground. We totally missed oh, an intro right there. Oh, oh yeah. Man is saving town. Yeah. That hey, could have been Hanuman. an intro right there. Oh my gosh, this works. <laughs> hey, Hanuman. Um, yeah. this this needs to be Flying the month it. intro. Yeah. <laughs> flying it, flying while standing up. <laughs> Can't walk straight line without a dance. Hey, Hanuman. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to write this now. Yep. It, it writes itself at this point. <laughs> it's at this point. Aqualung Hanuman, you know, whatever. I'm, <laughs> dear Jethro Tull, <laughs> if you're still doing music, 
I have a song I'd like to do with you. <laughs> I would like it very much if you would sing it. So, oh gosh, that's, there it is. Hey, Hanuman. <laughs> <laughs> so, any other rips and picks before we rate this thing? I'm good. Uh, not really. All right. Well, uh, let's see. How many Ultramen do you want to give this? I'll go first here. All right. Um, you know, we, we've we've alluded to a lot of it. It's it's very up and down. Um, at times, it it kind of comes out of left field. There are concepts that are presented that to a Western audience we may not you know it, we may not reach it reach with it. But um, you know. There's something to be said about watching something that is completely outside of your wheelhouse or your what you've been exposed to normally. And I got to say, Mark, I really appreciated you bringing this one up um, because it is something totally different from what I'm used to seeing in my kaiju monster movies. And it so I have to be careful in rating this because the reality is when you watch it, you know, there are. You know, the the comedy relief from the the two the Laurel and Hardy characters is more missed than hit. Um, the 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 graphic nature of of children dying <laughs> is yeah. uh, not something to laugh at. I mean, it's it's uh, as you laugh <laughs> as I laugh. Yeah, but that's me, and you know, it, it's me. But um, you know, it, there are some things in here that definitely take it down a few notches. Um, I would not put this movie on the same level as a Godzilla movie, so I'm also going to use that to calibrate my my rating here. But if you're looking for something different as a kaiju movie aficionado, I I can't say pass this one up. I say give this one a watch. But I am for this month of uh, of Monster May. I'm gonna slot this one as a I'm gonna do a four out of ten for this one. I mean, it's not awesome. It's really not awesome, but it is, I was entertained at times, but yeah, I had to wait a long time before it got really entertaining. And, and so it, it was very up and down. And so, yeah, four out of 10 for me. Hey, okay. um, I, it's kind of iffy. I, I like Godzilla. I'm not going to lie. I like Godzilla, but this wasn't Godzilla. <laughs> It wasn't. No. no. <laughs> and it took a while to even get it going. Um, I'm probably not going to give us a rating which Scott would have given, and I definitely won't give the rating Mork is going to give, because he's going to give it a really high rating, I can tell. Not that high. Yeah. Higher than Higher me, probably. Higher you, probably. Yeah. Um, but it had its funny moments, for sure. But I, I, I can't sit here and go, yeah, this was great by any stretch of imagination. It was kind of a, okay, it's not the worst I've seen. It's not, you know, it's not some movies that have been recommended for us to watch by I someone. Gonna, I was going to say, Thomas, go through the Rolodex. There's some, yeah. there's some bad stuff out there. Yeah, some of which we've reviewed. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I find them. <laughs> um, but no, it, so I can't say it was atrocious. I won't say it's a zero. It's not the worst. It had its funny moments. It had some 
weirdness. Now, I'm going to give it a negative, and this is because it was slow and weird. The subtitles didn't work as well f- for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I if I like a film or anime or something, I can watch the subtitles, no problem. <clears throat> but when I'm trying at times to struggle to pay attention, it's harder for me to follow the story. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I'm like, okay. oh, something happened. Uh, crap. <laughs> I don't know what because I just spaced out for a second. So. <sighs> I can't give it a super high rating, so I'm going to give it 2.5. Okay. It, it was okay at heads moments, but just kind of, eh. Alright, well, I am going to give this about, uh, I'll just start off right away, 5 or 6. Um, it starts off very slow, and it's a bit odd. But the battle scenes, again, I keep putting myself in the position of someone at that time, especially a kid, and it must have been a lot of fun. So the fun factor gives it that bonus. But it's got all the rips we mentioned. It doesn't really make sense. And unless you're an Ultraman purist, it doesn't even fit well into the Ultra series because they're not even the main focus. It's about Hanuman more than anything else. Um... So, here and again, if you're an Ultraman purist, yeah, you gotta check this out. But otherwise, unless Hanuman makes an appearance later on and is vital, and this was the first time it happened, you might want to check it out. Otherwise, you know, it's a fun watch. It's on YouTube for free. So why not? If you want to kill time and you're interested in in, um, campy kaiju. But... If you want to see good, the better of the kaiju films, you've, there's far better to watch. If you want to even see Ultraman, there's far better to watch. So, five or six. That's, you know, it's great. If, if you're like me, you'll enjoy it well enough. But if you miss it, you won't miss it. You won't miss it, if you get my meaning. But I can but tell you what you... Hmm? I was going what? to say, but... This is... You You have nine planets. Yeah, I'll get over that. Like I said, if you miss it, you won't miss it. But what you will miss is, if you're not paying attention and keeping track to Zodiac Task Force, which is a new episode, is already on its way. If it hasn't already gotten here, we're recording early. But also, we've got our lost Way to spoil things up. and tell yeah, everyone when we're recording. Really. Eh, so what if? So, and you should tune into the Zodiac Task Force. You can go on Spotify and check out the backlog of the main episodes. You could listen and, you know, subscribe for the new episodes coming up. And you can also tune into The Janitor, our series going through each state, going over the different myths, legends, urban myths, and scary stories of each state. Sometimes lesser known, too. So tune in for that. And you could also tune into Cold Case Chase and the Caseatorium if you haven't tuned into that, but you're a true crime buff. Uh, that's all what's going on in Raven Lunatic Media. You could check that out in our Discord page. But also, if you're interested in any other kind of, I guess you could call nerd topic, you could go over to Ethan's neck of the woods where he's got... What do you got, Ethan? 
Uh, you can find me when I'm not being the diabolical Dr. Briek over on Zodiac Task Force. I'm on Geekly Retrospect on the Wannabe Network and also uh, do some other shows over there in which we review topics uh, concerning Star Wars, AI, you know, just a, a hodgepodge mixed bag of things that we talk about over there. But that's the Wannabe Network on YouTube and Spotify where you can find other stuff I do there. And also Geekly Retrospect on Facebook. Check us out there, too. And you can also leave a comment for us at Discord or at... I am not making up a URL. Dot com. Hooray! <laughs> www dot... Um... Hey, Hanuman! You know. Do you still remember... Wait, wait, wait. Let's see. Um... Sans streaking cold... A Hanuman wandering lonely Fighting off monsters the only way he knows Not bad Arms hurting bad From walking all so funny um, He changes all his size into a sword Is there spaces in between these or is this just one big long URL? One big long one, one big long one, don't interrupt <laughs> <laughs> Fighting alone The army of the ultras Flying down to help him fight off all the monsters Hanuman, my friend Don't you think you'll be alone now? Cause the ultramen are coming to the save the day Do you still remember? Uh... The jungle's um, solar freeze when the saber blowed right to the monster caused him to scream in agony. And so on. So. And dot com. Is that dot com or dot org? Dot org. Definitely dot org. So go check that out, sickies, at dot org. <laughs> and I guess, uh, is there anything? Um, let's see. Have I covered everything? I think there's just one thing left to do. All right. Stay six, sickies. <laughs>